Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Midlife. I've got some bad news for you. Midlife is not actually halfway. Hello? Are you still there? Sorry to smack you in the face with that little truth nugget, but I hear from so many of you how stuck you feel, but you aren't even sticking a board under the tires to stop spinning in the mud, so I thought we should have a heart-to-heart today. Look at it this way. God willing you live to be 100. Wonderful. I hope you feel amazing with unlimited energy and physical strength, full mental capacity and ambition until the day you die. But really, how realistic does that seem? Do you expect to have the full tank to make wide-sweeping changes or even just minor tweaks at 95? How about 85? 80? Not so much. Can you see that unless you're under 40, which if you are, why are you here? You really are past mid take life by the horns life. That's why it's imperative that you use all those feelings in midlife, the uncertainty, the sadness, and yes, even the anger and resentment, ooh, and hopefully that confidence and optimism that's been growing since we've been hanging out, to motivate you to reset the chessboard. I just learned to play chess during COVID. We binged through the Queen's Gambit, thinking it was going to be age-appropriate fare to watch with the nine-year-old. It was not. You're welcome to call social services. However, we all, him included, loved it. And since he was motivated to learn how to play and didn't seem tempted to start an amphetamine habit, I took it as an opportunity to learn as well. Here's the thing about chess, at least for me as a beginner. When you start the game, a plan seems very clear. You even have the false sense of security that you can anticipate your opponent's next move and even influence what it's going to be. But it doesn't go according to plan and soon you have a messy board, and you've lost all anchor of any plan. At that point, I feel tremendous anxiety at every move, unable to see the eventual outcomes anymore, and I pray for the dog to bump the table so that I can graciously leave this torturous game without A, actually losing, or B, looking like a coward and a quitter. Hmm, metaphor much for midlife? Yes, shit is messy right now. Yes, a plan is unclear. But you don't have to wait for the dog bump. You can reset the pieces right here, right now. In fact, now is the easiest time to do it because everything's in flux. You are in a period of hyper change, both physically and emotionally. Your body and brain are practically begging you to try just about the opposite of every way you've lived your life thus far. Don't be afraid of it. Lean into it. Make those changes. And then make some more. And for goodness sake, do it before it's too late. There is going to be a too late, but I assure you, it's not now. I just saw a quote attributed to Victor Hugo. 
40 is the old age of youth. 50 is the youth of old age. Pretty optimistic for a dude who lived in 19th century disease-ridden France, don't you think? But doesn't that really focus it up for you? This, right now, is the sweet spot for three reasons. First, you have a lifetime of experience, most of which has taught you nothing is as serious as it seems in the moment. Second, you've acquired skills that you probably don't realize not everyone else has. They may be work-related, or you may have refined really important talents not in a corporate environment. I know it's hard for you to identify them. You've always been told it's conceited to say nice things about yourself. Well, maybe out loud, a lot, to many people, but you know, you can say nice things to yourself, and a lot of them, and like all the time, and the only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to feel real inspired and real confident. Three, You've already skinned a knee, or seven, and gotten right back up. If you haven't had at least one major fuck-up, at least one situation make you scratch your head and say, well, that didn't go like I expected, I don't see how we can be friends. The mistakes, in the end, are gifts. Chances for do-overs, or better yet, do-differentlies. And you're still here. How about you channel some of your dumb kid energy and say, well, that wasn't so bad, let's go bigger. When I envision my later years, I'm seeing a lot of awesome stuff on autopilot-ish. I'm laying all the groundwork today. Are you? If you're spending a lot of time in la-la dreamland, that's great. I totally support that. But at some point, I want you to pull the damn trigger and start making some version of those dreams reality. Oh, I hear it all the time. I would, but... Yes, I know the list of buts. Shall we play a drinking game? You drink every time I hit one of your butts. Wow, that doesn't sound right. Anyway, here we go. I would, but I have the kids. I would, but I'm too old. I would, but I have to go back to school. I would, but there's already someone doing it. I would, but I don't know how. I would, but I'm probably not smart enough. I would, but it costs too much. I would, but what would people think? I would, but my husband wouldn't think it's a good idea. I would, but it seems silly to start over now. I would, but how much longer would I realistically do it? I would, but it's a risk. I would, but I'm probably not that good. Are you drunk yet? Let me finish the sentence for you one more way. I would, but I'm dead. As far as I know, we only get one shot at this. That's what we're really talking about here. How much do you want to squeeze out of this single gift of life that you have? If you're ready to just coast into the dirt finish line, fine. But I'm pretty sure you don't, or you wouldn't be here. Do you feel a little like life is passing you by? It may be. You want to know an amazing secret? The way to slow down time is to be very busy doing things. When you do the same thing day after day, there's no delineation and the days just bleed into one another. When you're working on a goal or a project or learning something new, no matter the size, you can more easily reflect back on segments that hold accomplishment and meaning. Here's a little test. Ask yourself what you did last year. Yes, even in that crummy, upside-down world of a year, what did you do? Are you satisfied with your answer? If you answered yes, great. Raise the bar for yourself and reach higher. I have complete faith in you. Not necessarily that you'll reach the goal, who knows, but you will become better for having set the goal and worked towards it. Now, if you aren't satisfied with your answer, 
What are you doing to change it for this year? Will you be able to give yourself a more satisfying assessment 365 days from today? To be clear, I'm not just talking about changing careers or starting a business, although truthfully, those are my favorite midlife crisis cures. I'm talking about following a lifelong passion, becoming an expert in a subject you're interested in, improving your relationship with your kids, or improving your relationship with your spouse. I know change is scary, but where you're languishing right now is no better roses either, is it? What seems worse, making a change or running out of time to make that change? I don't know about you, but running out of time sends shivers down my spine. So what the hell are you waiting for? I know, it's the butts again, isn't it? There's an exercise I run through with the women in my program, Midlife Reimagined, Design Your Next Best Chapter. You get to write down all those obstacles, but then we brainstorm lots of workarounds. And you know what? Where there's a will, there is absolutely a way. Together, we build that tunnel or bridge or we grab a bulldozer and clear the way. Now, I don't want to really freak the fuck out of you. Well, yes, I do, kind of. What if you get sick or incapacitated? What if you're one of the unlucky victims of dementia or Alzheimer's? Yeah, we're actually getting that old. Your window for making this a life well-lived is potentially even more limited. There was a time in my life where I wanted to know how the book ends, that somehow then it would be easier to live the middle if I knew it was going to work out okay. Super chicken shit, but that aside, what if the book has fewer chapters than you think? Would that kick you into gear? I think it would be prudent for all of us to consider that possibility. And then, once in motion, let's put that aside because after all, it's mostly out of our control. I know there's a lot of pressure to have it all figured out, whatever it is. We are planners and prudent and we color in the lines like good girls. But midlife is the time to free ourselves from traditional constraints. You might start doing something and decide it doesn't please you in the way you thought it would. You are allowed to change your mind. There are no follow-through police, and it doesn't make you a flake if you decide to go in a different direction. Those are rigid tenants that have been beaten into our heads. Learn to be flexible and compassionate with yourself, but certainly be diligent in anything you pursue. Unless you give it your all, you'll really never know if it's the right path. I think the phrase fuck it must have been coined by a woman living her best midlife. I use it often and have what I call fuck it ideas. Do they always work out? Absolutely not. But it's always a learning experience and I look at any misstep as a gateway to a better fuck it idea. I do love big ideas and I think you should write every single one of them down. And then I think you should pick one and start writing out the steps you need to follow to reach that goal. And then you should break down those steps down again and again until you have tiny, manageable tasks in a simple, achievable order. And then get cracking, one task at a time, one after the other. My husband's family had a house in Lake Arrowhead when he was growing up. It's a steep, windy road to get up the San Bernardino Mountains just outside of Los Angeles. There was one specific turn that turns back on itself and Every single time, his dad would yell out as they came out of the bend, look how high we are already. Sadly for me and my children, my husband continued this tired tradition every single time we made that drive. But I do think there's a valuable lesson. Start driving up your mountain and before you know it, you won't believe how high you've gotten. 
If you would describe your current state of mind as paralyzed or your day-to-day as Groundhog's Day, I hope you hear me sounding the alarm. You are 100% able to change your thoughts, your circumstance, your present, and your future. And if that's an overwhelming proposition to go it alone, you should be hanging out with me and the gals in Midlife Reimagined. I'm throwing a special link up in the show notes and in my Instagram bio for a discount for you. Look, time is not waiting for you. What are you waiting for? 